<laughs> it's good to have the A team back though. Fuck, fuck Craig and Russ. This is this is the A team now. It was like we've done our squad rotation. Uh, we've done we, the League Cup week. Yeah, we've the League Cup fixtures been and gone. Talking about cathode ray TVs and all that kind of shit. That's been and done. Now we're back to the first team fixture again. Welcome to the Long Snapper podcast, the most popular NFL podcast in the North Norfolk area. Um, hello, I am I am Adam. It, it's, it's occurred to me recently that we might attract the odd new listener every now and then. And I don't think we've actually introduced ourselves in the last probably two or three years. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm Adam. That I'm I'm a Titans fan. There's Mark. You can just about hear who is a Bills fan. Hello, Mark. Hello. Uh, Pat is in the top corner of my screen who supports the Jags. Hello, Pat. Evening, Adam. Um, and Rich is a Niners fan. Hello. Good evening. This is all weird. I'm doing this. I'm going to do this properly for a change. I don't know why. Um, not with us. Well, a last minute um, healthy scratch, or I'm not sure if it's a healthy scratch or not, Craig. What? Adam, Craig been... is too busy mourning his Jets. Russ isn't here either. Russ, um, I mean, he's he's a Broncos fan at the moment. Supports um, all 32. But we're not going to miss them. We're going to crack on. Patrick, um, I discovered for the first time in the week, and I don't know whether this is just me being a very negligent, horrible person, or because I've never taken the time to find out, but you're you're a lead singer in a band. I am indeed, yes. I, I, I discovered this this week, and uh, it was it was rather good. I very much enjoyed it. I'm glad, yeah. We had our um, demo track finally mixed and uh, shoved it out on our Twitter earlier on. So, yeah, we can link that after the third. Good. Right, as is traditional on the Long Supper podcast, we are going to start with a little quiz. And, well, you'll find out when we get to the Steve Rains anytime touchdown corner that we, well, spoiler, um, we're just going to pick players over the age of 30 this week. Um, but it got me thinking about people's ages and I sort of just randomly went from players into head coaches. Um, so this week's quiz is you're going to, I'm going to, well, there are going to be 20 head coaches and basically you're going to all have a guess as to how old they are. Um, we have silent buzzers, so you're all going to answer every question um, a bit like we did last week, and speed will help with points. But each head coach, you're going to have to say whether they're in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, or their 60s. Adam? Yes, Rich? Have you removed Bill O'Brien from the quiz? Uh, <laughs> well, well <laughs> is, is he a head coach in the NFL? <laughs> Technically, he's still a coach, he's just not an employee coach. Uh, he's been employed secretly by Mike Brable for the last 18 months. And, and uh, a job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, were you all paying attention to what you've got to do? So, you're all um, logged in and ready to go. Um, yeah, there'll be colours and let's see, let's see what happens. Um, the first coach is going to be Bill Belichick. So, get your answers in when it pops up on your screen. Red should be 30s, blue will be in his 40s, yellow in his 50s, or green in his 60s. Um, All of you, oh no, I I tell a lie, two of you um, correctly said that Bill is in his 60s, and uh, Rich, you got that one wrong. 
So, I'm rich yeah, get we... 70s, even though it's not an option. <laughs> <laughs> there are one or two in their 70s, um, but um, Romeo Cronell, for example, who uh, I think Carol? is Pete Carroll, yeah. Um, Adam Gase is your next one. So, 30s, 40s, 50s, or 60s, always the same. Always the same. Um, two of you correctly said that Adam Gase is in his 40s. Um, and who got it wrong that time? Pat, you I got like... it wrong. So Mark is into the lead. Ron Rivera next. Oh. River about Ron, how old do you think he is? Uh, all three of you are correct. Well done. Ron is in his 50s. So these are all pure guesses. <laughs> Fair enough. Guesses still get you points. Brian Flores <laughs> is the next one. How old do you think Brian Flores is? And we have someone still thinking, by the looks of it. I think uh, it's overrated. Oh, someone <laughs> said Brian Flores was in his fifties. Um, he's actually in his thirties. <laughs> mean. <laughs> um, Mark, Mark got that correct again. Well done, Mark. Storming into the lead. Right, next up, Mike Brable. 30s, 40s, 50s, or 60s. And. Well, only one of you is correct. Mike Brable's in his 40s. Two, two of you had him down as in his 50s. Um, again. Mark is the uh, Mark is the correct answer. <laughs> We've changed medium, but Mark is still winning everything. Uh... <laughs> Every single one of these has been an educated Cliff, guess. Cliff Kingsbury next. Oh, that was pretty straightforward, Julie. Um, oh God! <laughs> that's the one I get wrong. Uh, right, that's the only one I've been King... sure about. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury in his, is in his forties. Um, oh. Mark and someone else said in his 30s by the looks of it. And yeah, Pat, yeah, I mean, right there, well done, Pat. He's a handsome man for in his 40s. On my brave. Right, next up, Andy Reid. How old do you think Andy Reid is? He's ageless. Uh, <laughs> he is. <laughs> uh, two of you were correct to say he's into his 60s. Um, Mark and Mark and Rich that time. So, yeah, one, Mark, you've got a 70s. bit of a lead here. Dan Quinn next. May not be an NFL coach for too much longer, but at time of recording, certainly is. Okay, and two of you correctly said Dan Quinn is in his 50s. Um, Mark and Rich, well done to you. There's a baffling scoring system. I'll read them out in a couple of questions. John Harbour is the next one. 30s, 40s, 50s or 60s. It's not meant to be easy, although you'd be making it look easy, to be fair. <laughs> All right, two of you correct. He, he is in his 50s. Someone said he's older. Um, Mark, yeah. uh, Mark and Pat, you are you are both correct. Um, question 10 is Sean McDermott. There's some, I imagine Mark will get this right. That's, that's the only one I've really known. <laughs> Okay, uh, Mark is way ahead. Just a quick, quick score update and the ludicrously complicated scoring system. Rich, you're on 3,772. Pat, 4,844. Mark, 7,532. I don't know Good if you can see that your devices, but... Good to know that I still suck in the new scoring system as well. 
Oh, indeed, any scoring system, yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike Tomlin is next. And... None of you are correct there. You all thought he's in his 50s. He's not. He is still in his 40s, which what? I know. I know. That he's is a coaching for like 25 years or something. <laughs> he, st he started very young. Um, when, just, he was, it, when he was 13. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, Carl Shanahan. Um, and how old do you all think Carl Shanahan is? Somebody's not very sure. Uh, one person said in his 30s. Two of you are correct, though, to say in his 40s. Um, Rich and Pat, so Mark got one wrong. You get a bit of ground back. Still a lot Bantering of Bantering has started. Bill, Vic Fangio is next. Um, how old do you think he is? Damn it. Yeah, he's in his 60s. Oh. Mark's at lantering it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Um, Richard Pat both correct again. Um, he's in sight now. Uh, don't don't bottle it. Don't start. Don't go <laughs> to prevent defence. Right. Speaking of that, Mike McCarthy's up next. He's just the sort of coach that will bottle a lead. <laughs> um, two of you say correctly that he's in his fifties. One of you was incorrect. Hi. Mark did get that right this time. And as... the ship. I've got the, I'm Josh Allen in the fourth quarter. <laughs> All right, Doug Marone next. How old is Doug Marone? Old enough to know better and young enough to do it anyway. <laughs> okay, two of you correctly say that he's in his 50s and they will be Mark and Pat Rich falling away a bit. It's tight at the top though. I think just the one answer in it or thereabouts. Okay, next up, Matt Lafleur. He's got me. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> he is—he is, he is into his forties. Some, well, two of you were, thought he was younger. Um, Mark. So Pat, you go into the lead. Woo! Six hundred and forty. With that. Um, Rich, you may as well give up at this point. There's four to go. And Anthony Lynn. Thirties, forties, fifties, or sixties. Just talk over you, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony Lynn is in his 50s. Um, and Pat and Mark were both correct there. Rich wasn't. Maybe you have given up. Um, <laughs> Frank Wright. Next up. Um, Ex-Bills quarterback, of course. Does that, does that knowledge help? What was the name? Frank Reich. No, it doesn't help. Okay, only one of you was correct there. Um, he is in his 50s. Two of you thought he was older. Uh, Rich was the correct answer. Yeah! So, <laughs> the, the only two scores that matter stay unchanged. We have two to go. Matt Patricia, 30s, 40s, 50s or 60s. And you are all correct. He is in his 40s. Um, slightly older than that pencil. Finally... John Gruden. What a way to finish. How old is John? Oh, somebody's not sure. That the speed may may be the clincher. John Gruden is, is in his fifties, as two of you said, but which two? Not me. 
second. Oh. <laughs> oh, it really is like a Josh Allen fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Pat, you were so nearly there and um, just pipped at the end. Mark, you are this week's winner with 11,806 points, but more importantly, 14 out of 20. Um, have some music. There you go. How about that? Congratulations, Mark. Thanks, Pat. You well know, Rich, you guess you? best anyone. A quiz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Um, right, let's talk betting. Um, Steve Rains, anytime touchdown corner. We lose a fiver every week doing this, um, and we're not going to stop now. Um, this week, as as I said, we are, we are all going to pick a player who is over 30 to score a touchdown any time. Um, and we'll try not to trip ourselves up by picking the same game, having not checked. Russ and Craig weren't here. Can anybody remember who they wanted? Um, he says, hastily scrolling through WhatsApp. Um, I think Russ went for Kelsey. Yes. Yes, he did. Well done. Uh, and I wasn't paying attention to Craig. because Craig, oh, says... I, I remember actually, Craig went for Cam Newton on the basis that he's going to play. Um <laughs> I mean, we've bet balls. That was a worse bet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, uh, yeah, if Cam doesn't play, I'm guessing we'll allow him to change, or maybe not. You know, we we doesn't really matter, does it? We're going to lose the bet anyway. So <laughs> that's that's the spirit. So Travis, Kelsey, and Cam. Okay, Rich, who have you got? Well, I was I was going to play it safe, but now that Mark said that, I am going to go with Frank Gore. Okay, yeah. I think even even if Bell's back. There's, there's enough from Frank that they're going to use him a bit, I would think. I just love Frank Gore. Yeah, who doesn't? Um, okay, Pat, who have you got? Well, my first thought was whoever's playing the Cowboys, but that's the Giants and they don't score. So instead of that, <laughs> I've gone for um, T.Y. Hilton. I can't believe he's in his 30s. No, that surprised me as well. Only just, but no. Okay. Um I'll, I'll mark you out with yours as well. Um, I'll go first and say Mark Andrews. Good um, one. Oh, yeah. Pretty sure he's in his... Uh, we don't need to check that. Mark. Um... Um, <laughs> I will go for Julio Jones. Excellent. I'm assuming that um, you know it'll be you know one of the Atlanta scores of the first couple of quarters before they try and throw it all away. Well, they, they almost did it the opposite on Monday night. Um, just to, just when it starts to become predictable, uh, but there wasn't much from Julio. He's coming no. back from injury. He's getting better every week, and okay. by that I mean last week was his first week back, and next week I'm expecting to be better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was Travis Kelsey, Cam Newton, T.Y. Hilton, Julio Jones, Mark Andrews, and Frank Gore. There we go. Any Steve Rains, anytime touchdown corner bet. This week, admittedly, Julio Jones hasn't scored a touchdown yet this year, so you know. Oh, neither did Frank Gore. That's not stopping us. So this this will be the time. Better odds. So when we win, it'll be a uh, even even more money. <laughs> All right, let's review some games back in what week have we just have week four. Four. This is all going, going quickly. I know. I know. Right. One sentence. Reviews. We're, we're possibly the only NFL podcast that reviews and previews every single game religiously every week. I'm sure we're not, but anyway, <laughs> this, is, this is how we do it. Right. One sentence reviews, starting with Denver at New York Jets. A 
surprisingly entertaining game between two struggling teams. Unsurprisingly, the Jets found a way to lose it. Baltimore at Washington. RG3's one pass thrown in his old home may have been a pick, but the Ravens left there happy enough. Comfortable win. LA Chargers at Tampa Bay. Herbert looked very good, but another stellar day for Tom leaves the Bucks over the Chargers. Seattle at Miami. A good win for the Seahawks as their defence finally made its contribution. Fitz seems to have life left in him for the Dolphins though, so don't expect to it any time soon, or at least this week. Minnesota at Houston. I was dead wrong with my prediction of a Houston win in this one, but not as dead as Bill O'Brien's career. <laughs> New Orleans at Detroit. The Saints were listless, then blistering, then listless again. But five touchdowns in less than 25 minutes was enough to turn over the Lions. That'll do it. Cleveland at Dallas. So this is the version of Odell Beckham Jr. that the Browns traded for 18 months ago. Dallas managed again to put up a ton of yards, but that defense just can't stop anything. Jacksonville at Cincinnati. So, the Joe Burrow era gets its first win, but it's like unlikely that anyone in Cincinnati is getting too excited just yet. Indianapolis at Chicago. Both Nick Foles and Phil Rivers were arrested after this one for inducing mass comas into the NFL watching public. <laughs> Arizona at Carolina. Really good win for a CMC-less Panthers team who was starting to surprise a few people. New York Giants at LA Rams. The Giants as your opposition are just about as close to a guaranteed victory as you can get in the NFL, as once again they failed to put up 10 points. The Rams didn't even have to get out of third gear. Buffalo at Las Vegas. No, Mark, he's not Pat Mahomes. <laughs> New England at Kansas City. New England played well and were unfortunately screwed by the officiating. Hook it to my veins. <laughs> Philadelphia at San Francisco. That'll be me. Maybe Jimmy G wasn't quite so bad after all. Trouble for the Niners is it's not just him who's missing right now. And finally, Atlanta at Green Bay. No Devontae Adams, no problem for the Packers, as Aaron Rodgers uses his new favourite toy in three-touchdown tight end Robert Tonyan. The Falcons are 0-4 for the first time since 1999. Wow. Didn't know that. No, you didn't. That that wasn't the year they, they, I assume that's not the year they got to the Super Bowl. It must have been the year after they got to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, well, you know, speaking of uh, come down after reaching the Super Bowl, Rich, should we, well, we'll come back to that. <laughs> oh, that's cruel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Let's, well, let's talk a bit more about some of those games, obviously. Um, starting with, the charges at the Bucks, and yeah, it's, I seem to keep flip-flopping each week as to whether Tom Brady's done or not. Um, but they were down in this game, and Justin Herbert looked good. Um, a lot of positives about Justin Herbert, by the way, from from my perspective. Um, but yeah, Tom's still got a bit of life left in him, Mark. First half, they were they were rubbish. They couldn't get anything going. Charges absolutely battered them all over them. And the two minutes before halftime, or not even that, a few seconds before halftime, they managed to um, fumble it on their own five-yard line um, to give them the chance to score. Sure enough, they do it. Changes the momentum. Then the 
the the Bucks come out and get a stop after half time, and that's the momentum shift that they needed to put them back in the game. And then and Tom just dismantled them in the second half, and the Chargers couldn't really say for a, a couple of flashes, just couldn't get anything going. It's yeah, I hate it. I hate Brady looking good. I don't enjoy it. <laughs> and that fumble oh. happened with forty seconds to go to the half as well. It's just. It's such a stupid way to concede points. Yeah, it's, you think at that point, it's you know, just be as careful as you can. You're going to get the ball back at the start of the second half. Oh. The, the irony is that they're being careful by calling that play. <laughs> That's the irony. Well, yeah, but it was, they, they're giving it to a rookie with with Austin Eckler going down um, with a whatever it was that he did to his knee, and he's now out for a couple of weeks, which hurts them badly. Um, yes, but they they gave it. It was a rookie running back. Who, who fumbled it and you just can't cough it up in that situation it doesn't matter if you get the yards just get it through to half time and get the ball back yeah I I did want to point out one fun moment uh, that Brady would have enjoyed less than most of the game which was a uh, a hit on him I think it was in the second quarter where it's sort of as the ball's leaving leaving the screen and it, it, I genuinely thought he'd been snapped in half <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's gotta hurt when you're you know 40 odd but for anyone out there who's like we are well most of us sort of just w- not wishes ill on tom brady but just dreadful performances on him um he he really wants to get a touchdown to gronk doesn't he yeah and yes. whatever like, it takes. really really badly wants. like he, he he's missing him gronk's dropping passes it's you, you sort of there's a chance that 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 could just not work all year and would be hilarious. Um, as... Did you hear how much the uh, the commentators jizzed it up when he finally managed a completion to Gronk? It was embarrassing. <laughs> it's like that's just a completion to a tight end. Stop getting so excited. <laughs> a very rusty looking tight end. Yeah, <laughs> um, he should. The, 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 he's done. He was done last. Well, not even last year. The year before when he last played, he was done then. He's he's basically a glorified blocker now, and there's there's other people that can do that job far better than Grant can at the moment. He should just stuck to being on the beach. I think he's a useful decoy. Cameron Brake's getting a lot of looks at the moment and looking pretty decent. Yeah, his touchdown he, in that game is very tidy. Yeah, OJ Howard's injured now, isn't he? So uh, potentially, well, more more for Brake, I guess. Um, I did yeah. enjoy I did enjoy Brady throwing another pick six, something like his third in or fourth in the last six games that he's played. Um, it's just that uniform, though. It'll do that. Has <laughs> he just decided he doesn't give a shit? He just wants to show off his arm. Like I'm not I'm not done. I've no longer got Bill telling me what I can and can't do. I'm just going to chuck it around a bit. Yeah, he even had a 46 yard completion in this I game. Know. Look good. Look good. I hate it. <laughs> well, I, I, was, I was promised by you boys that Tom Brady was shit now. Don't don't he, worry. It was going to go there and it was going to be terrible. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I, they're, they're, they're still going six and ten. Don't worry about it. All right, you thanks. had it here. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> I, I feel all right now. All right, Adam Rank. <laughs> <laughs> There's no need for that. Right. Let's let's move away from Brady love because nobody wants that. Um and talk about the Texans and um, losing at home to the 0-3 Vikings. Now, you could sort of forgive the Texans losing their first three games. Um, you know, They had the Chiefs and the Ravens and the, then the Steelers um, on the road. Um, but home against the Vikings, who looked 
I mean, well, signs of life maybe in their week three game against the Titans, but yeah, they've they've been struggling um, big time. They've got injuries, um, like like a few other teams. But you you'd think the Texans would get get themselves or stop the rot at least um, at home to the Vikings. Uh, they did not, and it has some severe consequences. The the issue is not the opening four games of this this season o'brien needed to go on a decent run to start the year just after all the changes that he's made to that that roster and show that he had some kind of plan and i think it's very clear that he didn't (laughs) well yeah if you to give yourself the best chance of going on a decent run at the start of a season the best way surely is to not do the deals that he's done um i mean the the, start the Hopkins trade is ludicrous. The like, how many picks for Laramie Tunsil? Um, and if, if you're, you'd, you'd think the Texans would be closer to kind of win now mode than building for the future with what they've got. You would think, Absolutely. and it's it's like they're doing the opposite. Um, they made but... they made the playoffs for however many times in the last like not many years. They they're there consistently, but for some reason he's got this history now of falling out with players and trading them for not a huge amount and giving away the house for anyone that he decides he wants if i was a texans fan my biggest concern watching that game was the run defense and particularly um dalvin cook's touchdown run when he went to the front left corner he kind of bounced off the line cut it out to the right and then a couple of defenders just didn't engage him. They stood back and let him score. And you know, it's it's a bit Dal- like Dalvin Cook. By the way, I, I'm not excusing this at all. But Dal- Dalvin Cook is looking pretty much the best running back right now in the NFL because um, he's had he's had two years off that injury, and I just think he's he's absolutely smoking at, at the moment. I don't think I've realised quite how fast he was, apart from his many other attributes. Yeah. He's up there, but you've got to make it difficult. You've got to go forward and engage. And it's like the um, Jalen Ramsey one the other week for the Rams, where he just stood in the back corner of the end zone and let it happen. And the, I think it was El- that- Elliot ran past four defenders and he didn't come out to engage him to stop him breaking the plane. It's embarrassing. Is that literally yeah. literally the only reason you've brought that particular <laughs> play up? Is so you can go back and talk about Jalen Ramsey being incompetent or being being a worse. There, there's worse Ramsey news this week, so um, well, I, d- well, I didn't let's... need that. <laughs> so he, what's what was this thing with Golden Tate this week? So he he tackled him. He was a phenomenal tackle, actually, for what it's worth. I thought it was a, a amazing hit. Um, I don't know. Golden Tate's obviously said something to him or fired him up in some way, and then he's he apparently was waiting outside the Giants' locker room for him after the game. I mean, the backstory is. He got Golden Tate's sister pregnant and then dumped her and left her pregnant to bring up a kid on her own. So there's beef. Well, and that, would, that sounds like beef the other way. Whatever. It's, 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 it's mutual beef. And the, 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 the tackle, I think, summed up everything about Jalen in that he's got a lot of talent. And when he wants to, he can do some really impressive things on a football field. But he does it when he wants to. He doesn't do it when the team necessarily needs it. He does it when it's good for him. And... Yeah. That's not good enough for a player being paid at his level. No love lost between you two. Um, I don't know about Golden Tate, but um, <laughs> yeah, you'll be uh, next next week. Patrick Jackson waiting outside the Rams locker room for him. Um, could be. And it's a bit like you know, 
if I was defending against Cristiano Ronaldo, fouling him would be the pinnacle of my sporting career. Spearing Jalen Ramsey would be pretty much the pinnacle of my sporting <laughs> career. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to get that arranged if only it was possible. Um, as far as Bill O'Brien goes, so um, I mean, he, he, I mean, it's it's look everything he's done in the past year, eighteen months has looked ludicrous. But I can't believe that he's done as a coach in the NFL. Um, it, it might be, it might end up being a coordinator somewhere. But, I think he'd want you know. to be that though, because he's also the GM there, isn't he? So for him, dropping to a coordinator is quite a step down. And I wonder if he might now fancy more the like a, a higher up role rather than going back to back to a coaching position. I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, I I don't know that many teams will take a punt on him right now. But I guess I guess someone will be desperate enough. He's shown that he can take teams to the playoffs. So maybe it is more of one of those situations of take take that GM role away from him. You know, you look at someone like Andy Reid, who's had a bit of a GM thing where it's not worked out and then then gone on to show that he's he's fully capable as a head coach. But I can see him having a year out, maybe ending up talking on some American sports show somewhere for a while. And it's as much who you know as what you know, right? We, I mean, Adam Gase consistently gets jobs. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's more, true. You get that's your name in the circle and then like, I stay think, in the yeah. circle. I take it. I take it back. If Adam Gase can continue to get head coaching jobs, Bill O'Brien definitely can. Yeah, there's there's a few, aren't there, that have currently got head coaching jobs. Um, uh, Dan Quinn, <laughs> for example. Um, <laughs> oh God, can you imagine if the Falcons dumped Dan Quinn and installed Bill O'Brien as head coach GM there? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's. I mean, it's one of those where. There's obvious, obviously, coaching ability. Um, he's he's had success. There's just it was just too much of a role, um, and yeah, it's whether he made he's... bad decisions consistently from a recruitment point of view. He he probably is an okay coach, but he's a fucking terrible GM. And <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. That is, if there's ever a reason why you don't give the same person both positions, it's it's that because the coach almost like the GM needs to be able to say to the coach, if he falls out with a player, well, these are the people that I've given you do your job and get on with it. If you're both positions, you've got, you know, you don't have that devil on the shoulder telling you just to get on with it. And you're almost cutting off your nose to spite your face. You're making your job as a coach harder because, because you're doing such a bad job as a GM. Yep. It's amused me. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, it's delightful. <laughs> it was, it was never going to go. And I mean, any other way, I didn't expect it after four games, but it just, with the start that they had and the the decisions that they've made in the off season, if there's there can't be anyone laughing as hard as DeAndre Hopkins right now. And obviously, <laughs> if you're going to do a coaching change, you want to do it when you've got really soft opponents coming up the next week to help the new guy bed in. So it makes sense yeah. timing wise. Jags incoming. That's, that's <laughs> an interesting one because a lot of candidates will be in jobs right now. So. What do they even do there? Because you've got head coach and GM roles open, but potentially. I, I, I think they'll candidates. give it. To, I think there's every chance that Romeo Cornell gets it. He's he's coached nearly a hundred games in the league already. He's he's experienced. He knows what he's doing. It wouldn't surprise me if he gets the job long term. I tell you, he'd make a really he's, good he's... head coach. Todd Wash. They should definitely take Todd Wash. <laughs> I'd love to suggest uh, quite a number of names, um, yeah. but I suspect they won't listen to me. Um, Romeo Cornell is. He's the obvious short-term fit. 
um, plenty of, as you say, Mark, plenty of head coaching experience. He is, I think, 73. Um, so, because you was a quiz, he wouldn't have fitted. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why do you think he wasn't? <laughs> okay. Um, let's move on to what happened at Dallas. Now, well, Dallas are going to be fun to watch if every if every game has been like the the Falcons game and and the Browns game. Um, I mean, yeah, if they're yeah, if you want Dak Prescott in fantasy. I would say um, for the ludicrous second half numbers in particular, they've been putting up, but yeah, all sorts of craziness and um, the Browns, but the Browns themselves who you've got a lot of talent. And as the one sentence review alluded to Odell Beckham is, well, has finally delivered a game worthy of his, his value. I, I don't know where to start with this. It's sort of, I don't know whether to give the Browns credit. That doesn't sit right. Um, it's it... certainly not all on the Cowboys' defense, which a lot of people have said it is, because the cow the offense keeps turning the ball over at crucial times, and that gets the defense in trouble before they're even on the field. So the defense is weak, and it could stand to be stronger in a lot of areas, but it's not entirely down to them that what's going on at the moment. That happened even against the Falcons. That's why they got in such a big hole. Well, they they should be using Zeke more than they are which would take more time off the clock so that their defence doesn't spend as much time on the field, fewer possessions, etc. Surely that, that would help. But that's not the way Mike McCarthy's going to go, it would seem. Not so much when you're in that much of a hole, though. Um, but they, uh, yeah, the, sure, the, entertaining okay, but... Thing, the entertaining thing there was watching the Browns almost browns it up. <laughs> like, are they, are they going to... Oh no no they're okay but like for a moment there it you did. could it see did them just like it, didn't it? <laughs> same same old same old do we do we think the browns are going to make the playoffs i can't see it but they're going to be fun to watch at least yeah they'll they'll get some big wins by playing like that but they'll also lose some you know they'll probably lose to the bengals next or whoever they've got you know it's 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 one of those feast or famine it seems, it seems yeah. a real it seems a real paradox that they've no quarterback has ever thrown for more than five and a half thousand yards. And I saw a stat that at the minute Dak Prescott is on pace for nearly 7,000 yards. If he keeps <laughs> going with the yards that he's getting at the moment, yet they're the Falcons not knowing the rules and an onside kick away from being 0 and 4. Yeah. He might be on pace for 7,000 yards. Also on pace for going four and 12. Yeah. So, it's, yes. um, it's, it seems like, you know, I don't know who they, who they are. They've got the perfect opponent this week to to find out because they're playing the we can't score any points giants um so you would think that that's got a giants win written all over it <laughs> yeah. i'm saying it now it's um this, this is the ridiculous thing though four and 12 might be enough to win the nfc east <laughs> mathematically uh, yeah maybe maybe the uh, the play i want to talk about from this game though is the cowboys doing one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. Well, I say ever seen because they've done it before. Now, I'd, I'd kind of like to dedicate this show to Leon Lett. Um, and for those of you um, those of you who don't know who Leon Lett is, um, offensive lineman, I... Th- no, was he... Well, I don't even know what position he played. He would have been... No, he'd have been on defence because he the, the <laughs> um, recovered a fumble in the Super Bowl and... Um, had the ball stripped while celebrating too early, running into the end zone with it. Um, and also, 
decided in a completely separate incident on Thanksgiving in the snow to try and recover a blocked field goal. Any of these things sound familiar? Now, DK Metcalf, the first, seemed pretty similar last week. Now, yes. the Cowboys themselves, you would think, know, would know who Leon Lett is. Um, and whether it's knowing his position more than I did, but you <laughs> certainly know about those two plays. Now, yeah, so the Cowboys blocked a Cleveland extra point, And then what do you do? What's in the rules? If, the, if, a, if a field goal's blocked, you don't need to do anything. Leave it. It's done. Uh, but no, they tried to recover the ball and failed and dropped the ball. And Cleveland managed to turn a blocked extra point into a two-point conversion, which is quite staggering. Um, I've got to be honest, that, I, I also didn't know that. Did. Ball. <laughs> I didn't. I was. I was assumed it was over, and I had no idea when they ran it into the end zone. I was just like, "Why are they doing that? That's stupid. It's just blocked." I didn't know they could do that. So yeah, but I would expect a professional team to know that. You you would think, considering it happened to that team on Thanksgiving, and that lost them the game that that year. Um, yeah. Oh, the 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 fumble in the Super Bowl didn't matter. They were about seventy. 80 points to the good against uh, the Bills. Yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Don Beebe um, tracked him down that day. He did. What that, the legend that is. Named after his dad's <laughs> favourite gun, yeah? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was, he was named after the uh, one of the worst Man United transfers of all time. Bebe. Tumbleweed. Uh, Bebe. Anyway, maybe on. <laughs> certainly not Dennis Irwin. No, no. Um, it's definitely not him. Did they transfer right, him in? I thought he just sprouted at the ter- training ground. <laughs> we, we, need to, we need to steer this back on track. Uh, so that's my job, isn't it? That's worrying. <laughs> I was going to say, if only we had someone to do that. Yeah. All right. Kansas City, New England. Um, was well it was originally a Sunday game it ended up being one of the Monday night games so Tony Romo got to got to move to Monday night after all briefly yeah the the headlines seem to be all about Kansas City rolling on and yet another fantastic win for them because everybody loves talking about how great Mahomes is and how, and, and he is of course he is we know that this was not a comfortable victory. Nope. This was, this was actually sort of a hard defensive game for a lot of it. Um, the scoreline ended up flattering the Chiefs because they got a late pick six, which uh, added to the score. Um, I think Mahomes only threw one passing touchdown, and that was a shovel pass or, or one of those tricks. Um, yeah, it was. they had to earn it, Kansas City, and they did. No, fair, fair play, but this is a Patriots team without Cam Newton, without, well, without a lot of functionality that they've they've been used to. Um, Justin Edelman had a uh, another couple of a shocker for the pick six. By the way, absolutely. Jul- Julian Edelman as well played, didn't play very well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what did I say, Justin? Did I? Wow, yeah. where did that come from? I don't know. I assumed his brother had snuck into the squad. <laughs> Just in Edelbrot. <laughs> I didn't even know I'd done that. Wow, that's weird. All right. But yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Um, 
I mean, is it? This is no, yeah. Not every team's going to win every game utterly convincingly, are they? Um, but is there anything we should read into any of this? I think there's one thing worth noting, which is we got a glimpse of why uh, the Pats were so keen to get hold of Cam because oh. Stidham did not look particularly convincing when he came in late in the game. Does my head in that this could have been the Pats that there was <laughs> oh. this season? This could have been the. This could have been it. And yet, well, fucking Cam, Cam has landed in their laps. There's a thing called long COVID, isn't there? So where you don't recover for weeks. Oh. If Cam's got that, you know, we could be, we could have weeks of this. Let's hope so. Because this, this should have been. This is who I was promised the Pats were going to be this year. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like the Bears decide to take Nick Foles, and Cam falls in the lap of Bill O'Brien, and all of a sudden he's got this functional weapon that makes them still good. This is who they should have been. This should have been Brian Hoyer, 130 yards and an interception. That's it. Yeah, what, what <laughs> I don't we miss those days. Game, what we learn from this game is how much Bill Belichick can get out of the scraps because their defensive line got a lot of good pass rush, but the offense was just. It was a bit like it was. It was like Man Man United Man City in the League Cup, where Man City have put out their entire first team, and Man United have come in with youth team and fellas who aren't even getting off the bench in a normal game. And it was just like I, I don't even know the names of these receivers, but they're getting the job done. Sort of, they're keeping them in it. Yeah, yeah. I I do think that people have forgotten that Belichick's a really, really very talented defensive coach, and so that will be enough to keep the Pats in games a fair amount, even even if it takes Cam a while to get back. But, my God, they looked awful on offence. Yeah, I, I, part of that, I mean, Stidham, I didn't really know. I mean, we saw from what <laughs> the limited amount we saw, he looked largely terrible. Well, the pick six wasn't his fault, but um, the other interception certainly was. The um, Yeah, Brian Hoyer, they obviously had higher hopes about about what he could do. I don't know why. Hoyer he's hope. done history. Hoyer hope, yeah. Uh, I mean, no, they, they said in, in the off-season, Bill, uh, Bill Belichick was, was quoted as saying that he, he had full, you know, full comfort in having Stedham as their starting quarterback going into the season, all, all before Cam became, you know, an option for him. So it sounds like that's what they would have rolled with, but he is, he's not, He's not there yet and looks like he might not be there for a while. Yeah, um, I would also be very comfortable if uh, if Jared Stitton was there starting quarterback moving forward. That would be fine by me. It'd be interesting <laughs> to see whether he starts the next game. Yeah, I was going to say, if that was true then, it's, it's interesting that he didn't start ahead of Hoyer. Cause, right. You know, he's a, Hoyer's he's a, definitely not the answer. He's a journeyman jobber and... You know, that's, that's I think, been obvious for a while. Yeah. I think seven or eight years ago, Hoyer could do a job. And we've seen plenty of him, like, almost all of which is a backup. But he seems to be one of these people that has come in almost every team he's been at and done started games or come into games. Did and I, did I, I think... hear rightly that he's never started a game for the Patriots before? Which really surprised me when I heard it. He's Apparently, he's never started a game for them previously. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Really surprised me. Because you, you're right, he's the type of bloke that you just assume, that because he's been there so many times, I just assumed he had, but I guess it's just because he knows the system as a backup so well. But yeah, this was his first start for the Patriots, I believe. Okay. Brady Brady was only really out-injured when Castle, Jimmy G was... And Castle was there for the season when Brady went yeah, down. Yeah, the, right. they did his ACL at the first game. Yeah. Um, 
and Castle took them to 11 and 5 and didn't make the playoffs. It's one of the uh. weirdest things ever. Um, but yeah, it, uh, I mean, it's, it, how long Cam is out for now is crucial to their playoff chances because with Cam, they're a wildcard team, I think. Yep. And that's, there's not too much denying that. But without Cam, they, they won't win many more games. You've got to feel pretty sorry for Cam as well. Like, he's finally looking like he's over his injury woes and he gets fucking COVID. Like, yeah, he also joined the Patriots, though, so I don't feel too sorry for him. <laughs> um, should we talk about COVID a little bit and what's, no. what's going on? Oh, well, I mean, Cam, it's going to be interesting to see because we've seen, interesting in inverted commas, we've seen um, players been stuck on the COVID IR list, whatever it's called, um, that, that designation. And I'm not even sure if it is a designation, but it is in fantasy, it seems to be. Uh, but it but it means that we what we don't know yet is how quickly they're coming back, really. Um, we know what people are sort of telling us, um, but we haven't had sort of a, a major player come back from this. Um, there seem to be doesn't seem to be too much information on whether these players are symptomatic or not, which obviously would make a difference if someone's ill for a week with this. Um, yeah, it's understandable they they're going to miss time or more time. Um, there's there's Cam for the Patriots. There's the odd other team here and there that have had the odd name, and then there's the Titans who've got ten or twelve players. Um, that's you know, some of whom possibly could return in time for, for next week, but the majority of them I suspect won't be. Or if they are, they won't have had any opportunity to practice. Um, I feel more encouraged than I was a week ago about how this is being dealt with um, because it it does seem that, I mean, I'm touching, touching wood again. Um, yeah, of course, this is probably going to happen again to other teams at some point. Um, but if this is, you know, Titans having two consecutive days without any new positives, that means they can open their facility tomorrow or the next day, I think. So they've got close to a full week's practice. There'll be personnel down for the next game against the Bills, but um, yeah, they'll take that. Everyone will take that. You know, they'll take if there's the odd game where the Patriots don't have their starting quarterback or other teams don't have a key player. I mean, it's it's injuries really just on a different level yeah the positive thing for me about this is that firstly it was the vikings that you played that week right yeah yeah. there's no positive test there so they seem clean as a squad which is good and then the other positive is that despite cam getting it it doesn't seem to have spread in the i mean obviously mark won't see this as a positive but it hasn't spread in their (laughs) in their camp so there's an element of when it has cropped up, they're they're testing players and coaches qu- enough that it's very quickly getting caught and then being prevented from squ- spreading. Well, you know, if you if you were to start to see the majority of the Titans 53 coming down with it, then you'd be worried that you know this stuff it, just it's, is it's enough. It's enough squad. of them that it's been a, it's it's been an issue, but it does. You know, hopefully, that's it. The the difference with the Titans, the the timing of this, and I'm speculating, the NFL are supposedly investigating and I suspect they'll be tempted to throw the book at them if they find any wrongdoing, but there's no evidence of that that's emerged yet. But what the, the unfortunate thing that happened to the Titans is clearly at some point when one or two players had it, 
they then took a flight to Minneapolis and then a flight back. Um, and I'd be surprised if a lot of the transmission didn't occur on that tin box that flies through the sky, um, which surely is, that's probably one of the riskiest places in general. I'm not that surprised that on-field transmission didn't really take place um, because you're not, while you're tackling hard, you're getting close to players, but it's not sustained closeness like a like a flight would be. Um, there's there's a bit there's of science. Any danger of the, the Bills game not going ahead. I think it looks. I think it looks at the moment like it will, um, based on the last couple of days of not not having any more positive results. So the players that yeah they've obviously all been isolating from the point this started to emerge. So there shouldn't be any more positives at this stage. The players who have been positive will be kept away until they enough time has passed and they give whatever negative tests. Um, the Titans will be depleted, but the game should go ahead. And I think it, I think it should. Um, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, this isn't, it, it sadly, sadly won't be as strong a team to face Buffalo, but that's, that's just, you know, if we're going to have a season in 2020, we've got to accept that. Yep. Uh, this isn't, I'm not, I'm not, trying to induce fake tears um, <laughs> uh, this this will probably happen to other teams at some point i'd rather i'd rather have the games go ahead um than we start to talk about postponements or forfeitures or juggling more things around than we already have yeah what's impressed me is the speed of the testing and the turnaround of results because as you say, that they're flagging up positives quickly enough that you can take action and prevent it getting really widespread around this thing. And likewise, if people having COVID-like symptoms, you can test one way or the other and get them back into action really quickly if they're clear. So that's really helping. I was impressed as well with the speed of the kind of fixture rearrangement and like kickoff times changing and things like that. That's yeah, I thought it'd be more that. difficult to sort out than that, but I guess you know they're they're playing in a lot of them are playing in empty stadiums anyway, so you don't have a big load of paying public to uh, not get to a venue or to rearrange when they get into a venue. But it's um, it's the sustainability of that because obviously, if you're postponing games like the Titans game, that it's got to go back into bye weeks and stuff, and so you can't do that multiple times for a single team. So they'll be desperate to get Titans bills on so that you don't have. Yeah, a real backlog yeah. in the schedule. And assuming nothing go, nothing goes wrong from this point, then the Titans bill should happen. Um, I was quite impressed that it was one of those things that this, the story emerged, oh, this game might have to be postponed. And then the, someone on Twitter points out that, oh, well, if you move the tight Steelers-Ravens game, you could slot that into this bye week. You know, sort of man in a pub type thing, just looking at the schedule. And the NFL actually used a bit of common sense and did that. Yeah. And I, I thought your first reaction is, oh, the NFL won't do it, won't won't do anything like that, but they did. Um, fair play to them. The other the other thing about the overall reaction that I couldn't help but snigger at was the Titans. They've got oh the oh dear, um, yeah, COVID's COVID's gone and hit the Titans. Oh well, what are you going to do? Oh well, as long as it doesn't inconvenience any of the the media darlings or the the popular teams, then we're fine with that. Oh, one Patriots got it. Shit. It's crisis. <laughs> <the> league. <laughs> <laughs> um, and fair play to the fair play to the NFL for not panicking and just moving that game back a day just to make sure that there wasn't the, the similar a similar effect at the Patriots. I think that 
pretty much they've done the right thing at every step of this. Um, so think, Which is think... really unnerving. <laughs> yeah, it'll all go wrong by next week, I'm sure. But at this at this at this stage, it's kind of going as it should be. Um, right, what we haven't done, I think, well, this is me talking about the Titans a little bit, so that probably gets that out of the way for this week. Um, what none of the rest of you have done is talked about your own teams, um, and we've, we haven't talked about those games at all. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give each of you one minute to say as much as you like, maybe even without interruption on um, each of your teams. Um, Rich, do you want to start? Um, tell oh. us about tell us about the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need a minute. Uh, you no. don't have to use your minute. Do you want it? No, not really. Okay. I mean, <laughs> it's it's. I've started the clock. The only thing, the only thing that we learnt from this week was that our offensive line is still fucking terrible, and and looks to be getting worse. So hopefully that can bounce back next week. But. Yeah, it was the only way that the Eagles were going to beat us. Well, that's 19 seconds, but it sounds like you're more than happy. (laughs) I did feel for Nick Mullins in that one. There was times when the ball was snapped, he received the ball, and then he received a defensive lineman in his face, just enveloped him untouched. And you're like, what is this? Come on. He doesn't do well out of structure. So (laughs) that's never going to go well. That doesn't sound like the makings of an NFL quarterback either. But anyway. He didn't have time to get out of the pocket. He just embedded in the floor immediately. Right. Does this run Does this run mean that the, it's unlikely, given the standard of the division that they're in? Are the, are the Niners done this season now? Uh, a lot depends on how quickly we get a lot of our starters back. So there's a lot of... Obviously, there are, there's Bosa is out for the season, but there's probably five players that could be back in time for um, not not necessarily the Dolphins, but the week after. And that can make a massive difference to how competent we look. It's just how far behind you are at that stage, isn't it? Well, two the other, two, is, other issue is Miami, a lot of the easier games have been early as well, as we've right. talked about. They only have easy games. But yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> No, we've I did got what's coming up. To be we've, fair, we've but, got yeah. we've got some harder teams, but it's it's one of those things where I just think um, I'm I'm not hopeful for playoffs now because it just feels like we're we're behind already, and yeah. so yeah, I I don't know. It's I'm not giving up on the season by any means, but it's it's going to be one of those one hell of a ride type seasons to make the playoffs now. Your division makes it tough as well, but no, I'm not. Wouldn't rule it out at all. Right, that's this is way more than a minute. It hasn't worked at yes. all. This idea. Um, <laughs> First psychology. He didn't, even, he didn't even want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right, Pat. A minute on the Jags. I Go. Mean, terrible. Two bright spots: James Robinson and Lavisca Schnault. And Lavisca Schnault got injured. So, apart from that, we have no pass rush, no run defense, no pass defense. Um, Minshew is starting to show why he was a sixth round draft pick, not a first round draft pick. He's been mediocre the last two games. Yeah, it's it's what I expected at the start of the season, but because we had a decent game against the Colts and Minshew was amazing, that got my hopes up and then cruelly obliterated them in true Jags fashion. That was 35 seconds, and I don't sense that you want to use any more of it. That was 34 more than I expected to use. <laughs> All right, Mark. Um... Knock yourself out. Keep him to a minute. <laughs> um, we're 4-0. We're 4-0. Oh. 
Um, someone said earlier on in the one sentence uh, reviews that Josh Allen isn't isn't Pat Mahomes. You're right. This season, he's better. <laughs> he, why, he, why aren't Kansas City calling for a trade then? He was he was great because because we traded we traded away that pick so we could get Trey White, and I'm fine with that. Now we've got Josh Allen. Um, he was great. He was accurate in this game. Some of his throws, the ones to Diggs and the one that somehow wasn't given to John Brown were exceptional. And the most pleasing thing was the offense is just, that's just the Bills offense now. They're amazing. And we know that. Um, but what was great is that when they were needed in that second half, the defense stepped up. They were brilliant. They finally got to the quarterback. They forced turnovers. They stepped up to where they needed to be. The offense keeps rolling. And if that defense can get good again, then this is a this is a, a contender. That's your I mean, minute. What a perfect minute. A um, win's a win, and it doesn't matter how you win. But though it did take a slightly dubious offensive uh, a call, um, pass interference call to keep that final drive going to get you into scoring position to allow you to win it. Now, granted, you took advantage of that, but I, I think the the final score is is really misleading as to how much we we dominated this game. Um, I I hate to do this, Mark, but I I agree with that. That was a, <laughs> that's it, that was more convincing than it the closeness suggested. Yeah, okay. um, it, we, okay. were, we were we were we were 16 up going into like with a minute and a half left in this game, and it should have been more than that. I think um, it was it was comfortable and far more comfortable than. I was expecting it to be, especially considering the first half was we couldn't get, we couldn't put a stop on them. And I think we got to something like we hadn't forced a punt in something like three and a half games of, of football. Um, but we, we managed something to something I can empathise with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but we finally, second half, we finally did it and the defence came to play. And, and if that clicks, it's, 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 I'm so, I'm so excited. I did almost do the one sentence review of uh, Bills Bills get their second lucky win in a row, but I was like, nah, Mark will just Mark will just be a dick if I if I make that <laughs> suggestion. Well, oh, I like it. It would have still have been worth it. We've had two games against what are decent sides now, and um, after after all the bluster of oh, you've only played the Giants and the Jets, we've now played two teams, especially in the Rams. We're the only team that's made the Rams look ordinary. That's and, good. Um, we we've stopped uh, a Vegas. To be fair, team. the Giants did that too, <laughs> <laughs> in a very different way. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't need to do anymore. Um, uh, yeah, I think um, it's yeah, it's exciting. Josh Allen still like th- there is one interception on his record this year, but it was it was the most ridiculous call you've ever seen in your life. Um, so he hasn't actually thrown an interception this season. It, does that, it, it doesn't count if that. If it no, no, that that is the rule. Um, <laughs> and I'm yeah. going to start winding you up about this um, only because it took Marcus Mariota four years to throw one because he hasn't thrown a red zone interception yet in his career. Um, so I'm, I'm going to now start jinxing that yeah, <laughs> every opportunity. And what's what's also quite pleasing is the fact that in the last couple of games, Josh Allen hasn't had to run. Um, he's he's doing it with his arm. He only had three attempts um, in this in this game. One was a, a sneak for a yard that got a touchdown. But he's not having to like threaten his career by getting plastered every single every single time he takes off for fifteen yard runs. And I don't care if I'm over a minute because the Bills are four and zero. I fucking love it. 
Yeah, you don't want that run to become a predictable habit, do you? That's how you get your quarterback uh, killed. Last last two games against the Rams and the and the um, Raiders, we haven't had to, and it's it's pleasing. It's pleasing to see Pat. Jesus, we've got to stop this somehow. Um, the, yeah, it's up Craig, to the, it's up to the Titans next to stop oh, this. We're not talking about the Bills then. Fucking brilliant. Who's the bitterest man on the podcast? You Jets fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he hadn't if he hadn't decided he couldn't make it, he'd have had a minute on the Jets. Um, so, you know, we all spared that at least. Yeah. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> Although he'd have my he's got my sympathy right now. It's a horrible place to be when you there's not there's just nothing positive to say really um but you don't me don't need me to point that out right week five let's get into that and um we'll preview every single game in our usual fashion with our one sentence previews and we will start with tampa bay at chicago the tampa bray train brady train steams on woo woo LA Rams at Washington. The Washington no-names just can't score enough points to be relevant. Easy Rams win. Buffalo at Tennessee. Don't expect any miracles this week, Adam. (laughs) Philadelphia at Pittsburgh. The Eagles might be off the back of a win, but the Steelers should comfortably win the Battle of Pennsylvania. Arizona at New York Jets. Cars have stuttered after a good start. No better team to come up against than the Jets when you need to turn your form around, though. Except maybe the Jacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Las Vegas at Kansas City. This could be a high-powered, high-scoring matchup, so expect a 13-10 win for KC. Jacksonville at Houston. The Romeo Cornell era in Houston begins with a winnable game against the struggling Jags, but both teams will feel that they can win this one. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Has a team ever rushed for a thousand yards in a single game? If not, Baltimore could be record breakers this week. Carolina at Atlanta. Don't get too concerned when you're a couple of touchdowns behind in the fourth Panthers fans. Miami at San Francisco. Standout game of the week, this one, if it was 1990. <laughs> New York Giants at Dallas. The Giants can't score any points and the Cowboys can't stop anyone scoring points. Something has got to give in this one. Indianapolis at Cleveland. Indianapolis at Cleveland. Final call. Indianapolis at Cleveland has departed and your baggage has been removed from the plane, Patrick Jackson. What? (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to want my Minnesota at Seattle one then. Oh, Uh, no. Unbelievable. (laughs) This might be my fault. I worry about this every week. uh, um, Well... We won't worry about them. Phil Rivers Rivers is amazing, but Odell Beckham's finally getting back to looking good. Denver at New England. Standout game of the week, this one, if it was 2015. (laughs) Minnesota at Seattle. We could have two previews for this one. Uh, Who's going first, Pat? Oh, you go first. It was yours. I was wrong. The Seahawks have one of the league's best offences, but also currently have the defence ranked last in the whole NFL in terms of yards allowed. The Vikings will fancy their chances if they can find a way to contain Russ. Minnesota at Seattle. Feels like this should be an exciting high-scoring shootout, so expect a really disappointing Seattle win by three. Minnesota at Seattle. (laughs) 
And finally, LA Chargers at New Orleans. This is gonna be fun! It is. The well, the Saints have been that way for about fifteen years and now the Chargers are a bit like that. Yeah, I think you're right. Right, they are your flawless one sentence previews. I'm amazed that doesn't happen more often, actually. Perfect as ever. (laughs) Right, we'll finish the show with some any other business. I haven't got a clue what I'm going to say, so somebody that does step in. I'll go first. I started playing Fallout 4 on Saturday, about eight years late. I don't know when it came out. I'm not the online to these things but i've enjoyed the previous ones in the franchise i didn't bother with this one for ages because they've added in crafting and settlement building and i don't care about that sort of stuff and having played it for nearly a day of the last seven it's good (laughs) but the bits i don't like i didn't think i'd like i don't care about but you don't need to do them to enjoy the bits of the game that are still good so super fair enough rich yeah Oh, Mark mentioned this at the start of the pod, but also said he didn't want this as any other business. So I'll I'll, I'll grab it. Um, Eddie Van Halen's died of cancer at age 65. And I'm kind of sad about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's so, all I've got. To add to that. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's a... um, Mark. Um, it was. I, you may or may not have seen this, but I, I don't know if anyone's ever managed to throw away a young, sporting potential professional career in such a spectacular fashion as uh, Luca Corberi this week, who's an Italian carter, um, quite quite respected in the uh, in the game. Um, he had an incident this week at a racetrack where he. Um, spun out of of an event and was so incensed by what happened and how he deemed it to be the the fault of one of his rivals that he uh, got off his cart after the crash, wandered over to the side of the track as the race was still going on and threw his bumper at one of the the drivers who's still flying around the track. Um, he he missed him, but um, managed to endanger in, in quite a few lives. Um, th- then afterwards, as as said, um, the driver who he was aiming his bumper at was sat in kind of like the the area after the race where you um, you go and, and wait to have your your cart measured and all and all sorts. He uh, pile drived him off his cart and started like leathering him with punches. And then his dad came and joined in. Um, he has he has today basically um, announced that he will never take place in any motorsport event ever again for the rest of his life due to his disgraceful actions. Um, maybe just uh, try and calm down a little bit, pal. That's incredible. The the, the videos are unbelievable. You Unreal. can't believe. Yeah, you cannot believe. So by, by the end of the race, when you think he'd calm down a little bit. No, yeah. no, no, go all in. Yeah, and I believe his dad, who also joined in, owns the circuit. Wow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you can't get any more decisive to a point where even like Jensen Button on Twitter was calling him out, saying that he needs to be banned from any kind of motorsport for the rest of his life. Yeah, um, you're going to lose your racing license for that. Yeah, <laughs> sure enough, that's uh, any fleeting hopes that he had of a career in motorsport gone. Well done, Be- sir. 
the only incident I've ever seen worse than that was at the end of a Formula Renault race. No, Renault Clio Cup race. And the guy and who doesn't set... want to drive in that series, by the way? It's always mm-hmm. carnage. But this one was like, <laughs> so after they crossed the chequered flag, the guy in second place had umbrage with the guy in first place, deliberately hit him in the back left-hand corner to spin him around. I was pointing the back right-hand corner, but whatever, it doesn't matter. And then they proceeded around the warm-down lap, just hitting each other and spinning each other around. And it was just like, what is this nonsense? Are you in stock car banger racing now? Needless <laughs> to say, they both lost their licences. <laughs> Having said that, I can see what causes it. I remember karting on a, on a stag do. And by the way, karting on a stag do is a fucking terrible thing to do. Don't do it. There's always some <laughs> prick who turns up with their helmet and just ruins it for everybody else. Yeah, it's right down there with paintballing. It's an it's awful thing to do. Um, oh. but I, I got I got spun out by a friend of mine called Mike Holman, if you're listening. I still haven't forgiven you. And um, <laughs> after I got spun out, and you know in, in karting where it takes forever for one of the stewards and marshals to get over to you and put you back on the circuit, and by which point your race is finished. So I proceeded to think, well, I, I'm not going to win anymore. So I spent the rest of the race trying to knock him off the track and basically just waited for him to come round again and that's when i went and then just basically just aimed my car to him for the rest of the race it was fun that's arguably worse than throwing your bumper at oh, somebody much, yeah. much worse yeah <laughs> but, but then again so, i'm not i'm not a budding uh, motorsport like professional wannabe so i don't care so you say that but there's a british driver in formula 2 at the moment called dan tictum who basically did exactly that where he just drove someone off the track and caused a crash because he was pissed off. He got banned for two years and is now back. Uh, but he's still a massive bell end. Like you know, they have the um, the radio contact that they'll yeah. pitch up from time to time. Like anything, any incident that he's involved with or that happens around him, he's just like constantly angry on the radio. It does make for some entertaining viewing, Why? but he does come across as a massive knob. Why are there different rules at this level than Formula One? So in Formula One, if you're if you, for example, do that to Damon Hill in the last race of the season, oh, you don't receive any punishment. Angry. Yeah, yeah. And you, win, you win the world championship. You get awarded the title. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. how it works. Yeah. 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 I like, uh, yeah I'm, I'm still, still I'm still mad at that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Calm is a terrible thing. Mm. Oh. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> fucking hell, <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Last take a turn. <laughs> I don't. I don't know where to go with this. I'm. I'm sort of. I'm. None. None of you have mentioned um, Trump at all. I don't. I, I don't really want to get into this. But like, if most people are ill, or if most people, I imagine, I haven't had it. Touchwood have coronavirus. They get ill and then get better, or they you know, get have to go to hospital or whatever happens happens, and it's reactive. Donald Trump's experience of having covid seems to have been every little step planned out months in advance oh, on the third day the third day you're going to hospital because that will look good for the campaign um I, i'm not one for i'm never one for conspiracy theories but I, there, there's something going on here there has to be the um, video the video that came out today of him denouncing that covid was anything standing on the balcony and tearing off his mask like he thinks he's some kind of fucking superhero honestly it i i genuinely think that you might be right i'm I'm not convinced you ever had it i don't i don't know i can't nothing nothing makes sense anymore um other thing i walked along where high street today at lunchtime and an enormous amount of 
tiny shops and businesses have closed down already. Um, so yeah, maybe go and go and use your local butchers or something this week, or do something that isn't going to a big supermarket, or or buy something online from a small website rather than Amazon or something or something like that. Do a couple of things. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree yeah. with that. With you, Adam. Um, yeah, I think we're just about just about done for another week of the Long Snapper podcast. So if you're still with us, thank you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Very good question. Who on earth still with us after an hour or more of this? But anyway, so Craig, won't, Craig won't still be listening at this point. <laughs> no, Craig. Craig will just listen to the first five minutes to see if he gets any shots thrown in his direction, and then <laughs> then we'll stop after that. Fire some significant shots now. <laughs> I drop. I drop one in after the Bills chat. I'm fine with that. <laughs> right. You know what? Sort of... You know what? I just. I can't even be bothered. <laughs> Right, we are done. Um, we will be, yeah, we'll be back next week. So, so bye for now. Cheers. Let's fire some more shots for Eggs Wave right now. <laughs> What's he doing that was better than this? He's just working. Yeah. I think W something something K. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Yeah.